Hi, everyone. Welcome once again to Greenlight Reviews. We're going to talk about the movies. My name is Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. Today, Ann, we are going to review Mirror, Mirror. Mm -hmm. Now, Mirror, Mirror on the Wall, who is the fairest of us all? We all certainly remember it from the very first full-length Disney film. Animation. Yes. Now, this one is live action. It's directed by Tarsem Singh. It stars Julia Roberts, Lily Collins, Army Hammer, and Nathan Lane. Mirror Mirror reimagines the Snow White legend. It tries to be comedic about it. Mm -hmm. Hip. The leading character here is not really Snow White. It's the evil queen played by Julia Roberts. Mm -hmm. Who's quite beautiful, by the way. And so it's hard for me to believe that the mirror wouldn't tell her that she's more beautiful than her stepdaughter, Snow White. But that's a whole other problem that I have with this movie. It's hard for the mirror to tell her she's not as beautiful as a whole lot of people. Lily Collins, the daughter of Phil Collins, by the way, plays Snow White. And Army Hammer comes along as the handsome prince. Also, we have Nathan Lane mm -hmm. doing a comedic turn as a character named Brighton, who is the courtier to the evil queen. A would-be comedic character. Well, I think one of the problems with this film, man, is it's not as cute as it's supposed to be. It's not as funny as it's supposed to be. It is certainly spectacular to look at, especially the costumes and the sets. I agree. But it doesn't really grab you. It gets ridiculous. By the way, there are also seven dwarfs. Mm -hmm. These are not cartoon characters, as in the Disney film. These are actual little people. I thought they were all pretty good. You know, I didn't think there was anything really awful about this tired version of Snow White. Oh, no. But there's nothing terribly funny about it either. And that's a problem since it's supposed to be a comic retelling of this Grimm's fairy tale. You have Julia Roberts as the evil stepmother stomping all over the castle and pretty much trying to eat the scenery, which was <laughs> difficult for her because Nathan Lane, who plays her concert, had already chewed it up pretty good. Yes. So there wasn't much left for her to gnaw on. I think that Mirror Mirror works awfully hard to try to be hip and witty, but it just falls short every step of the way. I think that the screenwriter works very hard to modernize Snow, as she's called in this movie. They put her through a kind of a karate kid training camp where she learns to duel and joust so that she can hold her own against the wicked stepmother and so on. It just wasn't very clever. The Princess Bride did it so much better. Oh, absolutely. All I could think of while I was watching this movie is, why can't I be looking at The Princess Bride? Because they got it right. <laughs> Well, by the way, the film is narrated by the evil queen. At the very beginning, she says that the king that she had married had a daughter named Snow White. She said, that's the most pretentious name imaginable. And I chuckled. I thought, this is going to be cute. That's as cute as the film got. I thought the movie got very silly as well, very inane towards the middle, and then the conclusion was really dumb. I particularly thought that Nathan Lane being morphed into a cockroach was distinctly not funny. Right. Then the prince, who is supposed to be at least 20, 30 years younger than the evil queen, he is a candidate for marriage for her. She does this by tricking him into drinking a love potion, which is supposed to make him look like a puppy dog. And at one point, he actually climbs into Julia Roberts' lap and then licks her face. Excuse me? Yeah. Ugh. Ugh, and more ugh. You know, this is the kind of comic writing that is so arbitrary and it's so sloppy. There was no focus in this script. They had many opportunities to do some very clever things. 
when Snow is working for the Seven Dwarfs, she could have held out for bigger wages. There are so many clever ways that they could have treated her trying to work for the Seven Dwarfs, but they missed opportunity after opportunity to be fresh and innovative. Instead, they served up old, corny jokes. I just was very disappointed in this entire movie, except for the brilliant costumes. They were mind-boggling. They really were. I just didn't buy this whole thing of training this teenage girl who has been kept more or less locked up for most of her life. They turn her into a fighter. Oh my goodness. I kept waiting for her to sing Someday My Prince Will Come. That would have been funny. It would have been funny to see the dwarfs sing Hi-Ho, Hi-Ho, It's Off to Work, I Go. They didn't do any of that. They totally ignored the Disney film, which is too bad because I think everybody has seen that at one time or another. I hoped that this would be more comedic and it's not comedic at all. I know. I think that the actors tried very hard all the way through the movie, especially Julia Roberts. She's got a lot of talent, and she's enormously charismatic. You could see that she was attempting to make this movie funny, and it just isn't there. I guess if you're into a kitsch, pop art kind of a movie, you might find something of interest in Mirror Mirror. But for me, the mirror wasn't cracked. It was shattered. <laughs> I have to give Mirror Mirror a red light. I'm giving it a yellow light, and I think it's okay for kids. It wasn't okay for me. I'm a grown person, and I missed desperately the two hours of my life that I spent watching this film. But it wasn't all that horrible, so I am giving it a yellow light. A red light and a yellow light for Mirror, Mirror. Well, we're going to be back to review another film shortly. We hope you will be with us then. Until that time, my name is Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And Greenlight Reviews hopes that when you look into the mirror, you will be the fairest one of all at the movies. Mad Magazine. Advertising mascots. B-movie posters. And cartoons. Oh yeah, can't forget cartoons. If you get the funky connection that ties these pop culture gems together, you'll dig two designers walk into a bar. See, we're a couple of creatively curious pals living between the bookends of grand museums and dive bars. Hey, you know the place, the sweet spot where highbrow and lowbrow become drinking buddies. So join our barroom chats as we talk influential work and uncover stories of how the familiar became iconic. Think behind the music for the stuff we love. Check out our website at twodesignerswalkintoabar.com. And listen wherever you get your podcasts or visit evergreenpodcasts.com.